Well, welcome everybody to probably the first, but hopefully not the last podcast, where we're going to take a little bit of a deeper dive into some of the people, the great people that work with us. And no better place to start than with Malcolm Paraclough. Let me give you a little bit of a background as to why we, we, we're particularly starting with this podcast. It's because Malcolm is going to be changing his role uh, in the next few days from office manager to finance and grants manager. But behind that change, there's a very exciting project um, that Malcolm is going to focus on that's received funding from Innovate UK. But I'm not going to steal any more of his thunder. He's going to talk to you about it with me um, and tell you what, what it's all about. Um, so first question, Malcolm. Well, sorry, first, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Ian. Yeah. Uh, so the first question is just... Um, Maybe if you could tell me a little bit about the project, but start with what what kind of challenge are you trying to overcome with this project? Okay, so um, the whiskey industry uh, for the UK is one of the largest export earners and I think earns something like 5.5 billion for the UK exchequer. So it's an extremely important industry. Um, one of the downsides of it is the amount of liquid effluent that it produces. And approximately between 8 and 10 litres of liquid effluent are produced for each litre of whisky that is obtained. Now, the difficulty with this waste is it's quite um, toxic in terms, of, in terms of its environmental impact. It has something that's called, it has a very substantial BOD. Uh, that's a biological oxygen demand. So basically you can't pour it into a river um, because it would kill all the fish in the, in the rivers. And obviously in uh, Scotland there are a large number of, of salmon rivers. So Safe disposal of pot ale, which is the name of the effluent, has long been problematic and uh, many distillers still resort to either spreading it to land or, in some cases, dumping it to sea. So I suppose it's fair to say that this, the way in which the whisky industry discharges its waste is less than, less than optimal at the moment. Yeah, as I said, it, it, it's not a fact that's widely advertised, um, but particularly on some of the islands of Scotland, um, Islay, Skye, uh, distillers simply pour their effluent into the sea. A bit like um, the water companies in the UK. Precisely, <laughs> precisely. So not a very good situation. No. So what, what's, the, what's the innovation then that you're looking to uh, introduce into this, into this uh, pathway? Yeah. So basically, uh, whiskey is nothing more than distilled barley wine. And from the first distillation, uh, a very watery effluent emanates uh, which is called pot ale. Now, the distillers, of course, are interested in the alcohol, and the alcohol is produced from the reaction with water, yeast, uh, and the germinating barley grains. But the fermentation process itself is actually quite complex. It's not 
alcohol isn't the only product. There are a number of other uh, fermentation products that are contained in the mix. And basically, I've been uh, researching together with various people what those uh, other elements are and how can we make use of them. Mm. So what's the... um What's the product that you're looking to create? I suppose, I suppose from one perspective, what's the, what you're trying to achieve? Is it the creation of a product or is it the, or is it the reduction in terms of environmental damage or both? Well, I think we're trying to address both issues, really. The product that we've um, initially targeted to produce is a, is a product called hexanoic acid. Uh, from its name, it's a it's a carbon six acid that is produced in the fermentation process, and we've discovered that we can uh, maximise the yield in a fairly short space of time, between ten and twenty hours. Uh, we get maximal output of hexanoic acid, and uh, hexanoic acid is a useful component. Um, it's currently derived from palm oil which um, has a huge carbon cost. So basically we can replace uh, supplies of hexanoic acid, certainly to to the UK and possibly to Europe uh, via this process. Uh, By creating a value-added product, we can of course also treat the waste uh, in a much more environmentally sustainable manner and reduce the the BOD to a level that is acceptable. So in terms of the the benefits then to the climate, you've got, from my reading, you've got two areas. One is that from an effluent perspective for the Scottish Scottish whisky industry, you are developing a way in which they can discharge their waste in a more environmentally friendly way. Correct. And the second is that the product that you are producing as a by as a byproduct of that process, hexanoic acid, it's also cutting down or could cut down on the uh, reliance on palm oil to produce it. So there's a, a double there's a double whammy from an environmental perspective. Um, estimates for the, the, the cost, the, the carbon cost of hexanoic acid production is, by my calculation, something in the order of 37 million tonnes per annum. And the Scottish whisky industry produces or dumps around 2 billion litres of effluent each year. So to give you some idea of scale of that, that equates to about 800 full-sized Olympic swimming pools worth of effluent. So yeah, uh, potentially we can we can um, we can reduce the carbon cost and uh, provide a valuable product. So um, so what's the latest update on the project? Because you've got an exciting funder now to come in and yeah. help you. So I've been researching this for a number of years. Um, We've done small amounts of work over the past 12 months, but we've recently uh, won the collaborative award with the Biorenewables Development Centre in York, who've been 
partnering with me in doing some of the research. So we have uh, a £100,000 project that is predominantly funded by Innovate UK and the, the funds will be split roughly between ourselves, Mednet, and uh, the Biorenewables Development Centre. Right. And um, just so people, people know, Innovate UK is... So Innovate UK is the main government body responsible for, I suppose, accelerating change, particularly uh, around scientific, you know, scientific endeavours, I suppose. Um, and they, from time to time, issue competitions uh, for specific briefs around different areas of technology. And one of the, the, the competition that we've been successful in is to look at producing uh, bio-based materials in a sustainable fashion. So I know from, from experience, I mean, we, you know, Innovate UK is quite a high bar. Um, the grants don't come easy. You can apply for tens, if not hundreds of grants and not be successful. Um, and this is a real breakthrough really. yes, it and a, test, a testimony to the value of the of the scientific breakthrough that you're testing. Um, so just getting on to it from a human perspective, um, and I know I know this, but I want to ask you so people can get a greater understanding of what your journey's been with this with this innovation and how much of your own kind of personal capital you've put into it. Yeah, um, I don't know, I suppose. <laughs> I'm reminded of the uh, the Beatles song, The Long and Winding Road. It has been uh, a long and winding road. Um, I started this maybe 12 years ago when I was working for uh, Bradford Metropolitan District Council as their innovation lead, and I developed an, in, uh, an interest in uh, waste-to-energy technologies. Um, whilst doing that, I'd, I'd been looking to secure waste streams for a totally different technology. Uh, and I spoke to, I remember distinctly speaking to a, uh, a distiller on Shetland who described what the problems were uh, and how the industry basically dealt with it. And I just felt that, you know, um, it was crying out for a, a technical solution, the problem of just dumping, whole-scale dumping of waste. Um, so I commenced on a journey um, to look into treating pot ale. I worked with a number of universities uh, up in Scotland. Um, I've also undertook a Horizon 2020 study with a, an organisation based in, in France, um, and I'd worked closely with a, uh, an AD, that's an anaerobic digester, digestion company up in Scotland as well. Uh, so there'd been many trips up to Scotland, um, lots of frustration, uh, technologies that seemed to promise stuff and never materialised. Um, so lots of hurdles in in trying to get this off the ground but i feel that um i think this award really um, justifies all that endeavor and hopefully um this will be a journey that will continue and we will see this through to full commercialization 
Great. And I think from our perspective, you know, speaking for myself and my involvement with the Immokalist, it's like this may not necessarily be a core element of the business that we develop, but we've been, because it's something I think that fits very closely with our kind of diversity, inclusion and environmental credentials, you know, we want to be seen as an ethical and sustainable business, that this fits very well into the way in which we support this kind of technology, but also support you in terms of, I think this is a dream that's worth achieving for you. And uh, and I think as an, as an organisation, we feel it's something that's important to, to support. And, uh, and you've, you know, you've stayed with us and uh, throughout, you know, your journey with this and, and done yeah. a full-time job here in the meantime. So yeah. all credit to you. And I suppose now it's getting to the next phase where, some of your time will be on this, but you're still staying with us for the yeah. for the finances, and that's uh, that's going to be a change in role. But you're still very much with us. Yeah. No, as I said, um, um, I've been grateful to to Magnet for the opportunities that they've given me. Um, you know, our journey continues, and I hope it continues into well, certainly that the project continues to the end of uh, December 2023, and. Um, there's much more work to do in order to, to commercialise the work, but I think uh, together we can we can achieve that. Uh, I'm happy to still be involved uh, in doing the, the finances for for Mednet and Attigo, and um, yeah, long may it continue. Great, thanks, Malcolm. You're welcome. So th- thanks to Malcolm for that for that podcast. I guess this is probably an experiment and maybe the first, I hope the first in a series of podcasts that will dive a little bit deeper into the people that we work closely with, things you may not know, uh, and interesting, interesting journeys that uh, everyone around us has in their, in their careers and in their aspirations. So yeah, thank you for tuning in. Mm-hmm.